We are live. We are live. Welcome back to the Broker to Broker Real Estate Podcast for episode number 23. So in this episode today, I wanted to, uh, I, I reached out to somebody on Facebook because I'd kind of been following her a little bit and I, I saw something on her website that really struck me. Uh, and it was talking about an uncompromised, personalized level of service that, that she takes not only to buyers and sellers in her community, but also to each and every single one of her agents. So I'm excited to jump in today. If you're looking how to add another level of service to your business, uh, this is the episode for you. So tune in, buckle up. Here we go. Welcome to the Broker to Broker Real Estate Podcast, where we have real, raw conversations with industry leaders, finding out how to connect, support, lead, and ultimately make an impact and drive results in the lives of your agents. I'm your host, Nathan Daniel, and welcome to the show. All right. Well, here we go. So today I have a very special guest all the way from Longview, Texas. Uh, please welcome to the show, Heather Kelly with Texas Realty Executive Executives. Hey, Heather, That's how are right. you? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. It's nice to see you. Yeah, you as, you as well. Uh, and thank you so much for, for coming on the show. Uh, like I said, I saw you, uh, actually joined the, uh, Lab Coat Broker Agent page and I, uh, saw you on there. We connected and I started seeing some things. I was like, we absolutely have to have you as a guest on the show. So thank you for coming on. Oh, absolutely. I love it. I love connecting with other brokers. It's yeah. wonderful. Yeah. Well, um, so, so tell me a little bit about Texas. I totally butchered that a second ago, but Texas, <laughs> Texas real estate executives. Um, tell us about that and then tell us about yourself. Sure. Okay. Well, we do have a long name. I know lots of word salad here, but there's actually a purpose behind it, but I'll give you a little history about it. So I've been in business for a long time and I was a top producing agent, um, wherever I was and I, Kind of developed over the years what I thought a company should look like or my my perfect company would look like, right? So um, three years ago, the company was started, and we threw open the doors, and we treated everybody with the same approach that I wish I had been treated with all those years ago. Not to, not to bash anybody or, or how I was treated with past brokers, just formulating my own plan. But now we're a really awesome brokerage. Uh, we're... Several locations, about 60 agents strong now, um, with hopes to get up to 100 before the end of the year. Um, I think I answered your question. I think I strayed just a little bit. Forgive me. It's yeah, okay. It's all, it's all it good. Is. So, so um, <laughs> let's let's go back to the beginning. So you were a top producing agent, and you wanted to create a company that was very specific to what you were looking for, right? Correct. Okay. And uh, one thing I saw on your website was that uh, you like to live and and play where you live, right? So one thing I saw was like going out to eat. You're always looking for exceptional level of service. Correct. Right? Correct. And so opening your brokerage, what I heard you say is that you wanted to take that into your brokerage and you wanted to provide something like that. Okay. Sure. Well, I had a philosophy that, you know, in this, in this profession, we only work as hard as our paychecks reflect. Or like I, I was guilty of that before I got into real estate. So if I felt like I was appreciated with my compensation and my support, I feel like I would be more available and more willing to push the limits and offer better service to my clients. And what I found is that when we offer or what I offer here at TRE has enabled my agents to go out there and take those extra steps, be it with their commission dollars, their advertising budget, 
their charitable contributions, things like that. Um, and it just kind of supports and perpetuates that level of service. And I think that our agents do provide that to their customers, and hopefully they feel that way about this brokerage. We try to provide a, a superior level of service with transparency to our agents, and I think so far it's working out. Well, good. Well, clearly, because you said you opened three years ago. Yes. And you're you're 60 agents strong right now. Yes, we are. With the goal, by the you said by the end of this year to get to 100? Yes. We have okay. some big things in the works. So. Okay. We, yeah, I'm really excited. We started with about seven agents, and so there was a lot of growth and change. But uh, once we started really implementing, or I started implementing the policies that we have here and the ways that I wanted things to kind of break out of the way traditional brokerages are handled in my area, we just saw explosive growth. So with that growth has come crazy brainstorming sessions, and so we have some pretty cool things in the works, and hopefully they'll come to fruition and we'll hit that hundred very soon. Ooh, okay. Well, it sounds like a secret, so we'll, we'll wait to see what happens with all that. But, yeah. um, you hit on policies. Um, that's something that we don't talk about very often. Um, and I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. So do you mind sharing with a little bit about your policies, um, that sure. you, you bring to your agents? Okay. So I have a no snowflake policy. I have no special snowflakes. So while I love and care for every single agent that's with this office, I do not feel that within my company it's appropriate or conducive to a healthy environment to have my agents concerned if one is getting a better deal than the other, if one is getting special treatment more than the other. So, you know, at the beginning when everyone is onboarded, I set them down and each and every agent, I tell them, I will have no special snowflakes. Please understand that when you're in this office, there is no um, confidentiality as far as commission splits go. Not to go into it, but just I don't make things a secret because I found that that in a real estate environment, we are so competitive and we're trying to get a piece of the market. The last place you need to be looking for conspiracies or mistreatment or unfair deals is where your home base is. That's your support. That's who's supposed to be pushing you to go out there. You need to be comfortable. So, um, yeah, the no snowflake thing is a really big deal. And I have a fair exit policy. And, you know, some some companies, you know, interpret it different ways. But when an agent decides to leave the company or I decide that an agent needs to leave the company because it's in their best interest, that policy is clearly set out from the beginning. And I never stray from it. I haven't in three years. I have zero plans to now. I haven't had anyone out in the public or heard any rumors of anyone saying, well, Heather is unfair. That's what I don't want. I I don't want to hear Heather is unfair. My broker took advantage. And so I think that those two policies really help support that image here and make my agents feel like they are safe. You know, just like with children, you know, you give them boundaries and they feel safe. Yeah. Well, and that's such a great thing. I love that. I love that you've done that. And the fact that you do it in the very beginning, I mean, I think it truly helps set up, set the expectation that, hey, we're we're going to go on. And if you ever decide to leave, here's the policy. And if I, you ever get asked to leave, here's what it looks like. So it's laid out for them. Um, so if they ever do come back, you know, and I think what it would also protect, too, is um, if everyone in your company knows those expectations. And I know you said no one's bad mouthing you. Right. Uh, but if that ever did happen, then who would have your back? Exactly. And that's the point. Yeah, that's the point. Um, You know, as salespeople, 
something else I tell my agents is, you know, we're all salespeople, right? And the brokers, we're all salespeople by nature. So when you go somewhere that's not real estate related and someone tries to sell you something and they give you a sales pitch, do you not have a switch in your brain? Because I do. Like immediately, I'm looking for that gotcha moments. I'm looking for the red tape. I'm looking for it. And even so much as like the tone of their voice and their body language language can set me off. It's not like to be rude, but it definitely sets triggers off within me. So I know to be careful. I tell everyone, and I am very serious about this. Your broker's not supposed to give you a sales pitch. I'm not trying to sell you something to get you to come here. I give them the honest truth, and I'm like, if you like it, that's great. If you don't, then that's great. You know, and then we'll see what happens from there. And that's proven, at least for us, to be very, very beneficial. So, yeah. Okay. No so sales pitches. No sales pitches. Honest truth recruiting. That's what I heard. Yeah. Honest truth recruiting. Okay. And that, so now you're at 60 agents and, uh, you know, that no snowflake policy. I, I love that and love the term that you've put with that, especially <laughs> since you live in, live in Texas. Live in Texas. Yeah. <laughs> you guys sat there. Yes, yeah. Absolutely. So, uh, so let's talk a little bit. Like once you've, once you've onboarded somebody, you've gotten somebody into your organization, um, like you're going to do grow into a hundred now. Uh, what's that process? Like what's that customer service look like? Um, from you to your agents? Well, we have an initial conversation. So some of the recruitment efforts and initial questions are answered by me. But once the agent makes the decision to officially join the company, I then connect them with my office manager. She's near and dear with me, uh, but she takes care of the software systems, the logins, the license requirements, you know, all the paperwork, independent contractor agreement, everything we have is handled by the office manager. Now, once that happens, then she gets passed on to whoever the agent is, gets passed on to the administrative assistant. Uh, my administrative assistant will then handle, you know, physical things, point of entry, you know, alarm codes, things like that. And depending upon the agent from there and what they need, um, we assign them a mentor. Or we basically let them go and do their thing. We have several seasoned agents here. We have some agents here that have been in the business longer than I've been alive. So it, it just depends on, on what they need. But they do have a two-step process. So it's office manager for the major stuff, administrative assistant for the small stuff. Okay. All right. And so when, when an agent comes on board, they go through that whole process. Um, you know, we, we were actually going back and forth, and you answered one of the questions like, over the last six months, what's the greatest lesson um, that you've learned? Do you mind talking about that a little bit as it relates to customer service? Uh, with the transparency and everything. Yeah. Um, yeah I, I mean, it's, it's really, I just, I love to watch brokers. Okay. And I love to watch how different brokers all over the country recruit agents. And honestly, I'm a bit of a nerd and I love to watch how my agents, interact with their clients, right? So everybody has a sales style and it's just really interesting to me. But over the past six months with COVID and, and with everything and the, the boom in our industry, I've just noticed that transparency, honest, no holds barred truth, no gimmicks, no red tape has been what my agents have been like, I want to say yearning for, that may be the wrong word, but I feel that that sense of security and safety is only brought on by the transparency. And so I feel like I, in my everyday efforts, in my everyday activities, I'm pretty transparent. So 
I know who I am, what I am. I'm prissy, 5'2", Southern woman. So, like, I embrace that with all my heart. And the people who are with me, they know that, right? Like, I'm never going to pretend to be the agent that's going to run out and jump on a horse and sell you 50 acres of land. But I'm, I'm strange just a little bit. But the reason I say that is is within the past six months, our agents have drawn closer because of everything going on in the world. And the more transparency that I offer them, the more production I get out of them, the more real connections I get out of them. And they'll bring me their real issues or their real objections they're trying to overcome to help themselves reach new goals. Okay. Uh, well, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Um, if you're just tuning in right now, we're talking to Heather Kelly with Texas Real Estate Executives out of Longview, Texas. So um, jumping in a little bit more to that, like I know what you said is they're pulling closer, right? The more transparent yes. you are, the closer that you're coming. And um, one thing that, that you'd mentioned before was that, you know, agents are very unique individuals, right? So how do you take the approach, you know, especially with 60 agents and growing, you know, what's your plan to keep that to where the customer service is, I don't say individualized, but they're, they're very unique individuals and you support that. Well, of course, that's going to have to be expansion of support staff. Well, I would, I would love to be able to connect individually on a daily basis with all of my agents. That's just not physically possible. Um, I'm very fortunate that I have some people on staff now that have that same caretaking personality. I, the Enneagram test and the DISC test are great. DISC tests are great ways to see if you can identify that in a potential new hire. But I, I like to give people test runs. So hopefully as we grow, we will, we'll have our staff expand and we'll try out a few different people. And if they possess the same qualities and are able to connect with the agents the way that I do and the other support staff do, I think that we'll be able to continue that. Okay. Awesome. Well, so expanding your support staff. And you mentioned that you're actually in three locations. Is that right? Well, actually, I'm about in five. So I have a couple of satellite offices. I have three brick and mortars and then two satellite offices. Okay, so uh, where are those at? Are those scattered around Longview, Tyler area, or? So we're in Longview, Tyler, Dallas, Austin, and Wichita Falls, Burke Burnett. Burke Burnett. Okay, all right. Uh, shout out to my sister Annie that she'll she'll ah. see this. That's where my sister lives. So, anyways. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. So that's very cool. Okay, I know where Burke Burnett's at. Um, so anyways, well, all right. So, so diving in, you're going to be growing, um, your staff to support your agents as you grow to a hundred. We'll wait to see what those special things are as you, yes. as you announce those in the upcoming future. Um, but anything else, like if, if you were to go back and, and say, you know, as a broker, we wear so many hats, right? We have so many hats that we have to wear from compliance to hiring to recruiting to training and all the things. If you're talking to somebody who's brand new, right? Cause this, the show is for brokers by brokers. If you were to talk to a broker today and, and you could give them three things that you would go back and focus on, what would those three things be? The first thing would be your vision, right? So as a broker, when you open a company, you do receive opposition from people because we're in a competitive market and, Everyone's going to spend a lot of time telling you you're doing it wrong or that's not how to do it or that's not how I do it. The first thing I would tell anyone that decides to become a broker and open an agency or anything, forget what they say. It doesn't matter. This is your vision. This is not their vision. And their dream looks whatever it looks like to them. But yours needs to look totally different. You will not be happy creating a company that's inauthentic to who you really are. 
that's probably the most important thing. I mean, you can make yourself turn yourself into a pretzel trying to make everybody else happy. And at the end of the day, your agents may be somewhat happy, but everyone's going to feel that you're unhappy. Um, next step is great software system. Uh, we struggled a little bit at the beginning trying to find the correct software system. So we tried out a few different ones for the paperless paperless things for, for the office and with multiple locations. Um, and we finally did found a system that works for us. The agents enjoy. They, they find that it's user-friendly. And um, I wish that I would have done a little bit more research on that and not in, introduced a program and had to switch. That was a bit of a pain. Mm-hmm. And I, I really think third is community. So don't neglect your community involvement. And I'm not real estate. So we do a lot of things in the community that has nothing to do with the housing market. And I think that that probably has been a cornerstone for us in a way that we've gotten in front of our other agents and the public and the agents have benefited from it. I see a lot of brokerages that just focus on or brokers that focus on marketing just to the agents and what they offer the agents. They need to also focus on their good works within the community. However, that looks for them, whatever the passion of their heart is, be it kids or the arts or, or whatever, that's, that's key. Okay. So give us an example. Do you mind give us an example of something that you do in your community? Oh, sure. Well, so obviously we sponsor every kid's ball team that we can. You know, I want TRE on the back of every kid's shirt. You want yeah. me to be honest. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. But um, we also do like secret lunches. So we just drop lunches off at schools, fire departments, different things like that. And part of that is we don't post about everything. Seems a little bit counterintuitive, but I really feel like if the community sees you out there, our community is small enough, too, that we all know each other. But if the community sees you out there doing good and not having to blast a trumpet every time you do it, not having to pat yourself on the back, that creates a more real connection with the community. And I feel like that our agents, when they're out in that capacity and they connect with people, and they come back to them and think, hey, you know, you're Joe Smith. You work for TRE. You brought us lunch the other day. And they didn't see 50, or, you know, 50 million posts about it on Facebook. I think that leads itself, that lends itself to being a lot more genuine. Mm, I love that. Just the, the undercover agent, the secret, uh, yeah. Yeah, the secret agent. I love that because, yeah. you know, a lot of times you will see that. You'll see people post about yeah. it and then they'll, hey, I just dropped off at the fire station or whatever it is. Look at me, I did good. But those yeah. that do it without any, um, uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? The, the recourse or whatever, the, the, the pat on the back, or or the fan the back. Yeah. right? Yeah. Like I think that's even, that's even better because where does it come from? I think it comes from the heart. Um, and so people feel it. So like if, if, yeah. if you're out doing good for somebody, now don't get me wrong, we do post things that we do. We do mm-hmm. promote them. But if you're out somewhere and you're, you're helping somebody and your intention is to get that get that pat on the back or your intention is to get the thank you. Like that's, that's a vibe that comes off of you. Yeah. People pick up on that and it turns them off. Yeah. And so I've, I've got a lot of agents that just do good for other people in silence. And it's that's good. Well, all right. So looking at this, like I'm going to ask another question and uh, you know, I, this is unscripted, right? So um, what's the most expensive lesson that you've learned the hard way uh, as a real estate broker? Sign panels. I can tell you about the sign panels. Okay. So 
when we opened the company, we had a um, a design plan for our signs. And okay, I was so excited, just chomping at the bit. I, you know, clicking through all the approvals of the logos and the swag and the different things we were getting. I ordered our first batch, which signs aren't cheap. You guys all know that. Mm-hmm. I mean, powder coated frames and reflective, all the stuff. First batch of signs come in. I swear to you, our logo was about six inches by six inches in the center of a sign that's 24 by 24. Wasted the money. I mean, and you know how it is. You try to get, you know, refunded and you get a partial refund. It was just a huge mess. Mm -hmm. So in the future, I have learned to always get a life-size proof whenever I order anything. Yeah. That was an expensive lesson. All right. Well, how many signs did you order, if you don't mind me asking? Oh, 200. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was an expensive lesson to learn. Yes. Well, we have repurposed frames, and I'm going to tell you, if anyone in my community needs a real estate sign frame, I've got you covered. There you go. Well, um, all right. So, uh, so wrapping up, you know, what's, what's something that I haven't asked today that you want to share with real estate brokers, leaders out there? Probably, and this kind of goes back to a little bit about what I've said. Um, think about your agents like you would want to be treated whenever you were just starting starting in the business. Like, don't model yourself after any other broker you had. Be yourself, but put yourself in the agent's position and try to see their point of view more than you see your own. I think, you know, we're coached. To say, to think that the broker position wears a crown within, within their company. And I just don't think that works anymore. I don't think that works relating to human beings. I don't think that works relating to agents that you want to watch grow and thrive. You can't sit up high and tell people to grow and change and be just like me. You need to be with them. You need to grow with them, but be yourself in the process and understand that none of you are perfect. I'm not perfect. Your agents aren't perfect. And if you maneuver yourself on the same level with honesty, grace, and transparency, I think no matter how big your company is and no matter what it looks like, there'll be happiness inside that company for you. And that's the most important thing, isn't it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, you see the sign behind me. If you're if yes. you're just tuning in on the audio, it says be you and be real. Like that's my whole tagline, slogan, whatever. But that's exactly right. So thank you for speaking to that. Um, so So before we go, I have kind of a fun question. Are you okay right. with the fun question? Yeah, hit me. Come on. All right. So, so my wife and I were, were having a conversation and she brought it up actually last night. And, and if you're tuning in right now in the future and you're, you're listening now, uh, the Olympics are going on. All right. So she brought up something because somebody posted on Facebook and said, what if our Olympics were like something like the Hunger Games where it's a random draw, right? Instead of these elite athletes going out and competing, what if all of a sudden it was a randomization that says, hey, Heather, you have been selected to compete in the next Olympics, and you have been assigned a sport. What sport inside the Olympics would you like to be assigned? I may have to make a sport up. Go for um, it. I mean, they're doing it all the time now anyway. So. Yeah, yeah, okay. So, like, multitasking isn't a sport. It should be a sport. If you're a mom, if you're a broker, if anything, multitasking and Speed eating in the car, that should be one as well. But if I had to pick a legitimate sport, synchronized swimming, I guess. 
Synchronized swimming. Okay. Yeah. All right. I would probably, yeah, that's, I, you know, I, I don't understand how they're upside down floating and, you know, legs out. That's crazy. <laughs> but hey, you have 12 months to prepare for it, you know, so. Right. It's based on teamwork. I'm good at teamwork. So that's, that's the only reason I thought synchronized swimming. I like it. I like it. Well, just, you know, so the audience knows as well. Mine's probably beach volleyball. Like I actually love volleyball. Okay. And I think I would, I would enjoy doing that if I was randomly selected to represent the USA. So, so anyways, <laughs> well, um, all right. So wrapping everything up today, we've been talking to Heather Kelly with Texas real estate executives out of Longview, Texas. Also in Tyler, DFW, Austin, just kind of Burke Burnett, Wichita Falls, kind of all over. Um, now, how can they, uh, how can they get in touch with you? If somebody wants to send a referral, wants more information about your company, what's the best place to do that? Facebook's great. Reach out to me on Messenger. You can reach out to me. If it's right there in front of us. So Facebook's wonderful. Uh, all of our contact information is on there as well. So feel free to call us, email us, you know, anything that you need, you can reach us that way. Okay. So Facebook, uh, if you're listening, it's at TRE Longview dot, or it's at TRE Longview on Facebook. All right. Also, the website, uh, for your company is TRE Longview dot com. That's right. right. Awesome. Well, Heather, again, thank you so much, uh, for coming on the show today. We really appreciate, uh, your, your advice, your guidance, and thanks for having a, a real conversation with me today. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Broker to Broker Real Estate Podcast. If you like what you heard, make sure you subscribe to the channel. For more information, tools, and resources, go to www.brokertobrokerpodcast.com. And always remember, be you and be real. We'll see you on the next episode.